Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast, an audio breakdown of the regulatory barriers to social equity in the cannabis industry by Marijuana Matters. My name's Deanna Benjamin, and I'm your host. Ancillary cannabis businesses are where the most lucrative opportunities for aspiring entrepreneurs lies. When I say ancillary, I'm talking about businesses that support dispensaries, producers, and manufacturers without ever touching the plant themselves. From marketing services to product labels, plant-touching businesses rely on entrepreneurs in the ancillary space to function. Today's guests are Shawnee Williams and Lynette Johnson, co-founders of Illinois Equity Staffing, a diversity, equity, and inclusion-centered recruiting firm serving the regulated cannabis industry. Shawnee and Lynette talk about how they got connected to the cannabis space and their journey starting their ancillary business. Let's get into it. Okay, so today joining me um, are Lynette Johnson and Shiny Williams of Illinois Equity Staffing, and they have a really interesting business um, that works directly within the social equity space in Illinois. Uh, we're going to get into that today, but first I want to start with you, Shawnee. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself um, and how you wound up working in the cannabis space? Um, so I am from the south suburbs of um, Chicago and like out right in the outskirts. And I um, was pretty much born and raised here, but I've kind of lived all over the U.S. Um, I have a bachelor's and a master's in business. And um, technically, I got involved in cannabis primarily from the medical side. So I moved to L.A. and was diagnosed with lupus and Sjogren's and hypertension. Um, at the exact same time and went on chemotherapy um, right after thereafter and uh, became a medical card holder in California. Um, had a friend of mine who owned a dispensary at the time and kind of got to learn what it looked like to qualify a patient at the time in California and, and what was considered a qualifying illness. Um, and then, of course, after being on chemo for so many months, I actually moved back home to Chicago in 2016. So I thought really that was the end of it. Um, my background is in business ops, um, sales and HR and recruiting. So um, I worked for like the largest recruiting company in the world at some point downtown in Chicago. And I've kind of been all over the place in the entertainment industry and I've been um, in tech as well. So that's kind of my story. But I ended up back into the camps realm once we passed the bill bill 1438 and realized that there was some opportunity to actually be an entrepreneur in the space i think everybody immediately thought that you know the dispensary route or the graph the crap row route or the processing route was like the way to go but um we i think as a team realized really quick that it just didn't make sense based on our own skill set. So that's how we ended up launching Illinois Equity Staffing. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that, Shawnee. That's a really powerful story, particularly the medical experiences that you had. Um, and I'm really interested to get into this whole idea of entering the industry without ever touching a plant. Um, but before okay. that, um, Lynette, can you tell us about your background and how you ended up getting interested in cannabis? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think my interest in cannabis kind of stemmed from my interest in entrepreneurship. So looking at areas where there was an opportunity to do social good while also 
um, increasing, of course, like access to financial wellness and well-being. And so when the bill was passed, like the spirit of it was something that was pretty amazing. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. But, you know, reading through it and understanding the impact, the positive impact that it was supposed to have on communities and people negatively impacted by the war on drugs. In addition to, of course, like being a space where there was, it was clearly, you know, ripe for the need for ancillary services for businesses that don't take a ton of capital to start. Um, Shawnee and I saw an opportunity for us to kind of put our heads together and bring our skill sets to the table and figure out what could we offer the industry? What are we really, really good at with our kind of zone of genius, so to speak, and how can we um, contribute that to the space? So I come from um, adult learning and development, leadership training, coaching, um, and customer success. So I've done that in a SaaS space as well as in startups um, that do a lot of good as well. So that like social entrepreneurship end. Um, and we wanted to take everything that she does so well and what I do so well and combine all of that, throw it in a blender and like run with a plan. So we're kind of coming up on two years now really soon. Wow. Congratulations on reaching that milestone. Um, one of the things that I find so interesting about your stories is that neither one of you um, is coming to the cannabis industry with like a degree in horticulture or with experience, you know, in the legacy market, you, you had a certain skill set and both of you are very entrepreneurial minded. So thinking back, can you tell us what it was like or that moment where you realized together, we can come together with the skills that we have to create Illinois equity staffing. Do you remember those initial conversations and whoever wants to start that? Cause I'm sure you both have slightly different perspectives there. I can start maybe. And maybe Shawnee's perspective is different. Um, so Shawnee and I went to undergrad together. Um, and I, I don't want to speak for her, but to me, I, I kind of think we're both uh, girls, girls, like women who love empowering women and find it really easy also to like, trust and collaborate we have done that sometimes to the detriment of our own business at this point <laughs> we do a lot we give a lot and you know to us it, yeah we spent years sharpening our tools and like building up the skills that we have but we we're willing to give that for free if we have the opportunity to um not so much anymore now two years in but like in the beginning we were we were all over it and so um, she and I were connected in that, in that way, but hadn't collaborated in any, like, business. Um, we both had our own entrees into entrepreneurship prior to Illinois Equity Staffing, as well as, I think, working in companies that were super scrappy, where we got to be that um, Swiss Army knife, right? So, mm -hmm. like, knowing how to do a little bit of everything. We can do some marketing. We can do sales. We Like, both of us could do a lot of different stuff. Um, and... It this is really, I would say, honestly, like, this is Shawnee's baby. Like, mm -hmm. so when she came to me, um, we were, like, chatting on LinkedIn, and she just asked, like, hey, have, have you ever considered, you know, going into anything around cannabis? And I was like, yeah, like, casually invest in it in the stock market just to, like, try to, well, it's not, it wasn't that hard, right, to, like, invest and, like, make a little extra money and just feel like you're part of it, even if you're not really, but mm -hmm. the bill was coming out. Um, and so we got together and she shared the idea and because I trusted her even before I could really see exactly like what she was saying, I was just like, okay, let's do it. Mm. 
Shani, what was it like for you? I mean, it's, it's really interesting to hear that this is your baby. And I love what you said, Lynette, about empowering women and, and supporting each other. Um, but I would love to hear, Shani, what those initial conversations were like for you. Initially, like I said, I was a deer in a headlight. So <laughs> it was, it was, oh my God, I have to get a dispensary license. Like literally mm-hmm. every person who has an entrepreneurial spirit read that bill and was like, I have to apply. Mm-hmm. So that was the initial thought. And then as I networked more and, and actually spoke to a lot of like business experts, people from all parts of the, the industry, I kept getting the same, um, the same underlying tone, which was use your skill set to go into the industry. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you know, go into the industry. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's a sign that I probably shouldn't go for a dispensary license or anything that um, I most likely won't get. Mm-hmm. So um, someone mentioned uh, I can't remember. It was like a, a, um, a way to, I, I remember it's like kind of as a summary, basically it was a expert. He was kind of talking just off the cuff. It was a conversation and he was like, it'd be really great if someone could, um, categorize social equity in Illinois. And from that idea basically came our idea, which that's not what we do, obviously, but we, from what he said, it just kind of sparked this this huge conversation about owning and operating as well as getting employment opportunities in the cannabis industry when you come from an underserved market um, and who's going to do that. Because basically the way, what we were seeing is the way the bill was set up, it was the way you read it, it was like the tools were there to empower you know, black and brown folks, women, veterans and whatnot to get involved in the cannabis industry in Illinois. Um, but who was going to be that driving force? Who was going to push it? Who was going to make sure that we were involved and who's going to hold people accountable and things like that. So that's kind of how it, it kind of it came together. Um, we really, it was a, it was a gamble. You know, we were like, we don't know if this is going to work, but we're going to invest in it. We're going to try and see what happens. And you know, it took on a life of its own. Mm. I I love hearing the courage in your stories. Um, Cannabis is, it's nationally illegal still. So no matter what's happening at the state level, it is always this huge risk. And then for you to take the ancillary route, there's even more, it, it, it probably, I imagine it feels like you're not, fully diving in. So I don't know what's going to happen. So I I would love to hear now about exactly what Illinois equity staffing is, the services that you provide and what business is like for you right now. So we're an ancillary cannabis and hemp company. We serve the cannabis and hemp industry. We are, our foundation basically is diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, From whatever standpoint that means for that particular business in question. And we focus on that foundation through human resources and training. So the easiest way to kind of think about what we do and how we do it is we serve our clients as a full service boutique human resources strategic partner, Um, whether it has to do with their corporate training um, and development to recruiting and sourcing to create a more diverse, well-rounded team. Um, to actually 
being there for HR administration, benefits, payroll, all that good stuff, onboarding, whatever that means for that particular company, all while making sure that the focus and the number of priority and initiative is diversity, equity, inclusion. Wow, that that sounds like such a relevant business, and there's clearly such a need for that. Um, and it's amazing because it you are specifically serving the cannabis industry, and and within the industry, this push for social equity it's it's truly it's it seems unprecedented. Other industries don't have this um, same kind of legal pressure right now to build social equity into the law. Um, so what a smart business idea. I'm, I'm really impressed by what you all are doing. Um, Lynette, I have a question for you. Um, I would like to know what advice you have to give to consumers or just people in the community who want to advocate for social equity and diversity um, and, and how they... How can they do that just as regular regular folk? What power do they actually have at their disposal? Because I know for me, sometimes looking in front of me at structural racism and um, just the impacts of that, it can feel really overwhelming and like, man, nothing, nothing I do is going to make a difference. So what would you say to the person who wants to make a difference but doesn't feel like they really can? Yeah, so I, I guess three things come to mind. The first one is getting informed. Like, the absolute first thing for everyone to do. It, it's funny, Shawnee um, mentioned that, like, part of what we do is is educate, right? And we, we talk to prospective business owners as well as folks who have spent a ton of money, like, getting ready to invest in both ancillary and also, like, dispensary, grow, whatever, transport. We, we talk to these people constantly. You'd be surprised by uh, how many of them haven't even read the bill, right? Mm. Um so informing ourselves of what the expectations are as written um, by our legislators is is super important. So if, if we don't know that, right? If you're not if you're not understanding just the basic kind of baseline of, of what we're coming in with, then it makes it really hard for you to even know kind of what you're talking about or how to advocate for yourself. Um, the the second one I would say is um, for all of us, like finding our place. Like, what are you? already good at what are the ways that you're already showing up um that might be in a corporate environment you might be interested in entrepreneurship uh you might be considering just you know ways to advocate in your community you could share resources um talk to people who you know about organizations like illinois equity staffing tell them where they can find um employment training opportunities that sort of thing um and the final one the third one is one that's near and dear to our hearts which is uh, try to figure out if you can carve out a niche for ownership. Like at the end of the day, and it's funny, I, I used to work in like the higher education space and there was a time in my life where I would say that higher ed is for everyone, like a degree is for everyone. Um, I don't necessarily feel that way anymore. What what I do feel is that there are spaces for all of us to kind of level up our um, ability to be fiscally comfortable. Like, And, and when you get into that spot, um, there are doors that are kind of naturally open to you or spaces that you're in where you're talking to other owners and people who are also able to make an impact with a, a phone call versus a million blog posts or um, a ton of letters to your alderman, you know, which, which are all good things to do. But again, deciding what's that place for you, what do you want that impact to be and how can you leverage what you know to get there and hopefully own along the way? Mm. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, that's really helpful. So thank you for that, Lynette. 
Um, Shani, I want to pivot to you and ask you for some advice as well, but speaking directly to the entrepreneur, um, someone who sees cannabis as a potential to start a business, um, but they don't necessarily have the capital or um, a huge network of support. What would you say to the talented and motivated but not necessarily resourced entrepreneur, what's, what are some first steps that they can take to get into this industry? So I would say capital is a problem for everyone in the cannabis industry, even MSOs. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a huge misconception to think that all of us in the cannabis industry have all the capital needed to Mm -hmm. be as successful as possible. Um, You know, everyone's basically cash based. The closer you are to the plant, the, the high, the likelier, that you are most likely cash-based. And that's unfortunate because when you're cash-based, that means there's no line of credit. And that means most likely you are, um, you probably have capital worth three months maybe of expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for the large companies. So there's no telling what it is for the small company. So um, for capital, it shouldn't be a barrier to entry. I would say it should be a way for you to challenge yourself and think about other ways to get in or ease in. For some people that are already doing businesses, um, that kind of just means creating a secondary brand that serves the cannabis and hemp industry while you continue to run your own, the the other business that serves everyone else. Um, And just kind of easing in that way, obviously networking and attending events. But the other huge misconception is a lot of people that want to get involved in cannabis because they see the dollar signs they don't realize um the importance the political importance behind the plant and the history of the plant Mm. um and because of that they're not as passionate towards the advocacy piece they're not as involved Mm. with these nonprofit organizations all over the country that are trying to promote social equity and inclusion and diversity and and um criminal justice uh reform And so they're kind of on the outskirts, they're on the outside looking in. And so until you really dedicate yourself to um, the holistic ecosystem of the cannabis industry, you probably won't be successful. I'll say strategic partners make a huge difference. So I was teaching an entrepreneurship class a few weeks ago, and I was teaching them how to basically do their pro forma statements and how they come up with expenses that uh that they may have they may incur if they start a business and someone with an mba was like well how do we how do we just start coming up how do we guesstimate these numbers and i say you're literally going to call you're going to cold call possible strategic partners and vendors possible vendors and you're going to call your who would be competitors and you're going to get all the information yourself Mm -hmm. this is someone with an mba so um really trying to find out who can you utilize to maybe lower your need to have so much startup capital. How can you partner with other companies? How can you affiliate with other companies and partners to actually get to your end goal as you begin so that once you do begin, you have at least something to work with so you can build your capital and then maybe do it on your own. Mm -hmm. But that would, that would be my, my top three. Mm -hmm. Thank you for those, Shawnee. I think between both, uh, you and Lynette, I, I'm hearing the overall arching message that this is a challenging industry to enter, but by no means does that mean it's impossible. Um, with some creativity, some hard work, and some courage, 
you can create something and own that. And that's what you all are doing. And I'm so appreciative of the time you've given us to share your story and your advice. Uh, Before we go, can you all let people know where they can find you, how they can follow you if they want to stay in the loop with what's going on uh, with Illinois Equity Staffing? Lynette, you can start start us off with that. Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook for sure. Um, Super, super active on there as well as Instagram. Go ahead and just put in Illinois Equity Staffing. Um, Shawnee, do you want to talk to them also about like how to plug in and find Mm -hmm. roles with us? Yeah, so if you go to our website, which is www.illinoisequitystaffing.com, you can see um, open roles that we may have. We do actually operate outside of the state of Illinois, contrary to our name. (laughs) Um, We have a lot of strategic partners outside of Illinois and other states that have legalized. Um, So we're constantly working on with clients who are, like I said, in the hemp industry and the cannabis industry to um, source roles and create more diversity in the industry. All right. That's amazing. So you all heard it. If you, you know, own a cannabis business and you've got a passion for diversity, equity, and inclusion, get in touch with Illinois Equity Staffing. They will help you set yourself straight. (laughs) Um, Thank you all so much for the time today. This has been a really helpful conversation. You're welcome. Thanks for having having us. us. That's it for today's episode of the Greenlight Podcast, and I so hope that you found this conversation with Shawnee and Lynette as enlightening and valuable as I did. Check the show notes to find out how to connect with them. If you support what we're doing, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. That'll help others find us and learn more about social equity in the cannabis industry. You can find out more about Marijuana Matters by checking out our website, marijuanamatters.org, and you can follow us on Instagram at marijuanamattersdc. Thanks for joining us. Talk soon.